Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Rev here. Before we get into this week's episode, just a reminder that we have the RSVP live for the Gen Con show. Uh, that is going to be on the Saturday of Gen Con at the Indiana Repertory Theater. You do not need a ticket for Gen Con to attend to this. You just need to RSVP. You can do that at the thecritshowpodcast.com slash Gen Con. Uh, we also have the option on there. If you are so inclined, you can donate towards the cost of this event. This is something over the last few years that we have just eaten the cost of getting the space and snacks and drinks and all that. Uh, so you are welcome to contribute to that if you feel so inclined, but it is not a requirement. We do have a costume slash cosplay theme. It is beach episode. Any character from anything we've done, and man, just on their way to the beach. So that will be starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on that Saturday. Again, you can go to the Crit Show Podcast dot com slash gen con to rsvp and as of right now we are about halfway sold out so if you are planning on coming uh whether you are at gen con or not if you're just going to be in the area make sure to rsvp right now with that it's time to let the recap roll so did those two people like sneak aboard conclude some business and then the crew tried to make a quiet exit or did those two people sneak aboard and like set their ship adrift so they're stuck here. I think maybe they're absconding with a meal. Well, we can go after them and find out for certain. Your ship veers to port. You're all jarred a bit from this sudden turn and look back and there is a seaborn with large fangs grinning at you from the wheel. You hear a terrified cry as one of your crewmates is thrown overboard from the other rail and you see another head popping up from the side of the ship with those large fangs, and it ducks back down into the water. Your ship is heading very swiftly for the shoreline. Step down and have a chat with us right now. You saw what we did when we were caught by surprise. Imagine what we would do to you, given time. Slowly, he raises his hands, and the claws on his fingers retract, and he turns around mouth open in fear, and you watch as the fangs also retract up into its mouth. All right? Why don't you have a seat and tell us exactly what's going on in Whistler's Cove? He gives a meek little nod and steps down onto the deck, and then you're all thrown off of your feet as the ship runs aground. You're all thrown off of your feet as the white rabbit hits the shoreline. You hear the cracking of wood, the hull (laughs) breaking snapping as it slides up onto the beach and comes to a halt. The seaborne vampire that you've captured is just laying on his back with his hands still up. I did not do that. 
I did not do that one. Should have had someone take the wheel again. We kind of got uh, caught up in this old vampire business. Look, I know that fight felt like it took like 20 to 40 minutes, but I think in actuality that was like three or four seconds. So, How much wreck does our ship take? It has two. Your ship has <laughs> taken one. Well, shit. Where did we run aground? You can distantly see the glow from the little village um, and you know that like around the bend here is where the other little bay is uh, for the Whispering Caves. Oh, gotcha. Can we tell where the other ship went? Yes, to your perception, it is just going straight into the ocean. Like it was going along the shoreline, but it is just continuing straight on. I want to look at this vampire that we have. What happened to the crew on that other ship? Two dead. The other's bound. Megan, do you think you could catch it? Oh boy, I can try. Before I head out, would it be possible for me to scoop up some of the scales that fell during the fight? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I'll scoop those right up, throw those in my bag, uh, and take off after that ship? Uh, Sure. I I think if you're going to use the mermaid ring, you know, you jump in the water and take off after this thing. It was going slowly. It, you know, had the sails most of the way up so it could move silently through the water. Um, So you're able to swim much faster and get up onto the ship, you know, get the sails all the way up, drop anchor. You probably can't sail it completely by yourself to get it back, but you at least got it stationary. While Megan is doing that, I want to grab the spyglass from Jake and look out at the water and see if I can find our crewman who was thrown overboard when this scuffle initiated. Do I see anybody out there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think uh, that they're floundering a bit trying to catch up, but yeah, they, they're uh, okay. Yeah, we'll uh, help get them into <laughs> the rest of the crew. Right, fair. Uh, okay, well, I don't want it to just stay out here, <laughs> just floating, being anchored here in one spot. So um, I'm going to go around to the rest of the crew and untie them to see if I can get them to help me sail back. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So um, you head below decks and you do actually find two corpses, but uh, there are also bound crew members. There's there's still about a half a dozen and you're able to get them untied and they're just confused they're terrified they're like spouting off about monsters that had gotten on board and killed their friends um they're asking questions they're confused but um yeah they they are ready to help i know i'm sorry right now i need some help we need to get this ship back to the shore they spring to it and they start helping um get the ship turned around and they're asking you all sorts of questions about what in the world has just happened uh you're you're right there, there were these creatures that attacked, and uh, we've got one of them captured, and we took care of the other one. So uh, we just need to get this ship back to shore, and we'll we'll take care of your friends. Uh, who who were they? Um, it's the the woman that was on deck earlier in the night that's talking with you. The captain was killed, and one of the crewmates. I think they were nearest the door when they came in. They were just sleeping, and those monsters attacked. It looks like they. They bit them in the neck, tore out pieces of them, drinking their blood, chewing, biting, ripping into them. They, they died so fast. Can I look at the bodies? Do I think maybe these are, like, being turned? Sure. If you take a look, they were just food. Gotcha. Okay. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that all of you weren't killed. We'll get you back to safety and figure out what's going on. Thank you for saving us. We are indebted to you. What is your name? Jetty. It's, n- it's nice to meet you. Uh, 
Okay, right? Can you see where that ship is aground? Oh, Let's sh- say. Oh, oh, shit, yes. Oh, that's that's where we're going to aim for right now. Looks like it took some doing to take these creatures down. Yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. Uh, still trying to learn about what's going on. Uh, I have some of my crew uh, over there, and they're questioning the other one right now. So we'll get you all safely to land and find out what's happening. We are at your service. And they hop to it, getting the ship turned and headed back that way. Back at the grounded white rabbit, this other vampire is just now sitting up against the mast with his hands up. Why were you bringing them here? They were to be a sacrifice for the beast in the caves. Is that the moon child? He nods. Why are you sacrificing people to the moon child? Because Dorva demands it. What you are, fangs. It's unusual for this world. How did you get changed? We were given this honor by the Shrouded One. We are Dorva's elite. We were chosen. Was Dorva also given that honor? No. He must be able to walk in the light. What does the Shrouded One look like? I do not know. I have not seen anything but the wrappings that she wears. Gray, ashy things. Her mouth was gray. But that sounds like the the bandage kind of description we got of what Pepper Anson uses. Yep. As he answers your questions, he just keeps looking back to Kim in confusion and then to the rest of you. So did you see her die? Kima. He exhales heavily. It's hard to tell if it's relief or more confusion. So you are not her. I I am, but I'm not the Kima that you knew. It's a long story. I do not understand. It's fine. You look just as her, only human, landborn. She and I are... this (laughs) we're the same person from two different places like you said sea and land where the shrouded one came from oh so you know of other worlds only that she is not from this land then yeah like that he nods you didn't answer her question no only dova led them to the trap why them truly i have only guesses there are those of us the most loyal to dova he did not sacrifice us i think kima questioned Dorva's cause. Dorva knew that if Kima turned her ire towards him, she could defeat him. We think that he manipulated her into thinking he was on her side. He led them to the Moonchild's lair with his consent to kill the Moonchild, but simply did not tell them that the Moonchild was too strong. He fed Kima and her unit to the Moonchild, feeding her and getting rid of an obstacle at the same time. I know this may not matter to you, though I am not sure who you are. You know many things about what Dorva has done, and I know not how, but it weighs on his heart. Did you see the arrival of the Shrouded One? No, I have only seen her when she bestowed her honor upon us. Have you heard anyone around here going by the Viking? Oh, yes. Kradum, the Beheader. He is not here if you seek him. Landara turns and looks at the group. Dorva seems to be at odds with their decision. I wonder what Nash offered them to make this deal. I don't know, but if he's so torn up about it, then maybe seeing me will give him enough of pause for us to do something. I turn back to the Seaborn. Do you know anything about a big storm that's stuck in place in the middle of the ocean? He shakes his head almost in panic. No, I, I do not. Believe me, I do, I do not. Mm, is this guy lying? <laughs> Press X to doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or is that like a, no, I don't know anything. 
because it's like scary or dangerous to know. <laughs> like, the, no, I don't. But I don't know anything. Believe me. <laughs> it, I think the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> no, it it honestly to you all, I think it's pretty evident that he has realized that he's out of information and he thinks he's about to die. So the moon child's in those caves over there. Yes. What exactly do you know about her? What is she? Why is she so powerful? I have never seen her myself. It is said that she can transform into a great bat, a horrific creature that is strong, that cannot be harmed, that cannot be killed. But truly, I I do not know the truth of it, not with my own eyes. I know only that she need be fed. You saw what we did to your friend, right? Yes. You said you're loyal to Dorva. Loyal as in you'd never stop doing what they're asking you to do. It is for the greater good. It is for our people. I believe this. If hundreds die to save thousands, this I will do. How is this going to save your people? Dorva insists that this is the truth. He is an honorable man, and so I follow. He is my general. A simple, I don't fucking know, probably would have sufficed there, huh? He just looks down. Real honorable executing a platoon of people that disagreed with him. (laughs) He doesn't look up. He doesn't respond. I know that you're all working to make a balance with things in your world. How the hell does that work here? We keep him tied up till this is all over and see if they'll agree to feed off of wildlife? Or is this something that, for the sake of this world, we try to make it so no more can be made? Those of us honored cannot bestow the gift. Yeah, this is a conversation between us. This is an A-B conversation, so see your way out of it. <laughs> um, am I getting my sources of lore mixed up? Or when you kill the vampire who turned... Does the web below them go back to normal? I think it depends on the kind of vampire. Yeah. It's possible that if we take out Pepper Anson, they all go back to normal. I mean, still shitheads, but mortal shitheads. So this is a cross that bridge when we get there kind of moment? I guess, yeah. I mean, we don't know if we're going to incidentally stamp this whole thing out in one fell swoop or not. Seems like kind of a waste of effort to do a lot of speculating and debating on how methods of diplomacy are going to work if they're just not going to exist anymore soon. You like turn to mist or anything? No, but that would Maybe be... I shouldn't have suggested that to you. <laughs> because <laughs> I've never tried before. He immediately does. New it's power right. unlocked. <laughs> How often are deliveries made to the moon child? She needs at least 12 people every two days. Or else what? I know not. All right. I'm not sure what to do from here. We're here, but I don't know if we are at this moment in any shape to try and confront the moon child or sneak in and disrupt the circle if we can find it. Yeah, either we try to do something about this literally right now or we lose the element of surprise because two of their people aren't going to come back and they're not bringing dinner to the moon child. The Seaborn nods. The Shrouded One is expecting a delivery. If the delivery does not come, she will hunt as to why. Boy, we talked about this a week or so ago. One of us could put on the clothes of that dead vampire and deliver her 12 people. Us in the mix. I I think it's that time that the Lizard King sidles up next to the wreck. The crew waving. Uh, On the way back to the group, would it be possible for me to try to finish my new book now that I have the scales? Yeah, you want to add those scales to the cover? Yeah, I'm going to glue them on like sequins and like (laughs) (laughs) decorate the book and, and try and finish it here. 
Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so funny because now you have people who are sailing this ship for you. So Megan just pulls out her typewriter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just I just sit cross legged and I get my glue out and my handful of sparkles and I yeah. <laughs> decorate my book. And it works great because this ship was hauling flour and gorilla glue, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> I mix the flour with some seawater, make it into a paper mache paste. Oh, beautiful! I, I know exactly what I'm doing here. This is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, roll Spitfire. I'm gonna spend a point of luck on this. Okay. 11. Okay, so full success. Tell me how this works. Uh, okay, so I'm thinking that it's like a, a book of affirmations, right? So it's, it's called uh, What I Like About You. And it's just oh. me writing notes no. about all of my friends and, and the things that I think they're really good at or the things that make me happy about them. Um, and so the idea is that it can be used as kind of a quick combat heal because we have salves and stuff to heal or there are healers but that's always like all right when you're not in the heat of battle or take some time and it's kind of a slow like gain something back we don't really have something similar to the the werewolf serum right nothing quick action yeah like there almost has to be that element of tension to use this right uh so that's the idea of what i want it to do and then for the condition i think i'm gonna go with the book can only be used blank, and you fill in that blank. I think it can only be used on other people. Like, you can't self-heal with this. That's fair. And I think it heals to harm. Cool. Okay, so you've got your new book, and uh, I think the rest of you see the glint of this book, the scales, as uh, Megan waves at you as the Lizard King drifts near the wrecked rabbit. Got us a new ship. Nice. I look at, like, the crew on deck to see how they respond to that. I'm like, are they cool with that? They're all kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they said they owe me, so. Yeah, yeah pre- pretty much, yeah. Well, hey, let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's the whole boat. This is my crew. <laughs> this is Jetty. Think you guys met before? This is my crew, Jetty and the Benz. <laughs> <laughs> They're all divers. <laughs> <laughs> Did they train that monkey they caught overnight? It's only been like an hour. He's a pretty smart monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty smart for a monkey. (laughs) Okay, so if we follow this thread of sending some of us in as if we're food, what's the next step? Well, what would be the next step if we weren't involved? What does this end up being? You take the ship full of people, what you've you've fed on two of them for yourselves, and then you're going to give the rest over? Exactly correct, yes. There is a specific cavern that is large enough for ships of this size. We pull it into this cavern, and it is, we believe, the shrouded one that delivers the cargo to the moon child. So the shrouded one is here? Yes. She is the one that waits. If this is not delivered, she will come and find out why it was not delivered. Then who all was in the house with you guys? Dorva and we, the elites that have been given the gift... How many of you are there? Now there are ten more. So I guess the next step would be dealing with Pepper Anson, which might or might not deal with the other vampires. How many people are delivered at a time? We usually either pick half a dozen every day or a dozen every second night. Whatever we think we can get. Ever as few as four? We have not done this. I am not sure the reaction this may have. I look around at everyone. I just don't want to put anyone else unnecessarily in danger here if we're going to pretend to be food. How many were you supposed to bring tonight? Six. When did the Shrouded One join up with 
Dorva. Was that before or after Kima was killed? Before. She's going to know me. If we're planning to sneak our way in as sacrifices, I can't be there or the jig is up. That's why you got that disguise, though. I mean, it it fooled some townspeople. I don't know if it's going to fool a, a vampire. Yeah, similarly, I am a monkey, and my boy disguise is, again, tucked at the base of a tree many miles from here. Okay, probably not that path then. Maybe the ship is set kind of on course and then arrives empty. And while Pepper Anson is trying to figure out what the hell's going on, we ambush. If the Shrouded One has to come looking to figure out why a delivery didn't happen... Where will she go? Before this island moved, it only happened a few times when what we could find was not enough. I never saw her, but she would check in with Dorva, and he would let us know of her displeasure. I was just wondering if another option for getting the drop on her was leave our ship run aground here, and, you know, just the few of us seem like the only survivors of this accident. And, you know, if she would pass by us on her way to report then that might work as a ruse. But if she doesn't have any reason to cross the beach here... I mean, we don't know exactly where she would go and what path she would take. Right now, we know where she is or where she would meet somebody if everything was going according to plan. So I think the less variables we take into account here of like, where might she go if these dominoes fall into place and like set things up as close to the original plan as possible and then just pull the rug out from under her. I mean, we know where she'd go, right? She'd go to Dorva. But I mean, like the two vampires cut all the way around town a certain direction to get where they were trying to get. Like, we don't know exactly what path she would take to get there. We don't know where to set up and stage a scene to head her off. Yeah, we'd have to like crash the ship in a way or in a location where she'd hear it and come check on it. Yeah, our only options would be like then at the house is the place where we know she'd end up. I mean, mixing all these together, then why don't we sail the ship in to the cave like it's empty, but set up our ambush on the ship for when she comes on board looking for folk. That saves us the step of having to find a way inside. We know she's a vampire. We know she's from our world, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we probably know more or less how she works. I don't know. There's a lot of flavors of vampire. I mean, that's true, but we've dealt with a lot of them. I feel like we've we've identified most solutions to vampires, and hopefully... She doesn't think anybody in this world would possess that kind of knowledge. Yeah. She might underestimate us. We might be able to act quicker than, you know, she might be like, oh, fuck, I didn't think anybody would know this trick. On the way in, you might even be able to tell if the moon child would come to, if you can spot any of those circles, because we know the moon child can't leave at least one of the circles if she's power in the spell. Doesn't seem like, now I guess I, I don't know. When you, and I turned back to the vampire, when you would deliver the captives... When you passed into the cove, did you feel anything different? I know you've got heightened senses now. Not exactly. It is simply unnerving to do so, to be there, to hear the whispers. This, I don't think, will be different for anyone, those with my abilities or normal people. It is fucking creepy. What's your name? Casal. Okay, so you would sail the ship in? Yes, would you come face to face with the Shrouded One? No. So you just abandon ship and trust that she was going to pick it up? Yes. And I know not even how she gets the ships out. It is always empty when we come back. So you deliver ships full of people and then you retrieve empty ships? No. The ships are gone. Jesus. Guys, this sucks. Yeah, I kind of don't want to be on the ship when it shows up. I feel like this is 
like below average odds for us. <laughs> okay, well, what about this? We send the ship in empty. We hide and, you know, view the scene. Pepper Anson shows up and we can judge whether or not we're going to jump in and ambush her based on uh, how scary powerful she is. Hide where? Well, I don't know. We don't know what's inside the cave. So maybe there's some, you know, stalactites we can hide behind or maybe they've got, you know, crates or, you know, some structures set up in there. We don't know what the operation looks like. Yeah, but at that point, we're already in the cave and she might just be there waiting for the ship to arrive. Like we won't know the lay of the land until it's possibly too late for us to do anything about it. Okay, uh, maybe maybe we don't have to, you know, sail into the, the cave or, or, or walk in or whatever. I could swim in through the water low so she doesn't see me and then, you know, just kind of peek my head up, take a look around, do some recon and find out what we're actually walking into to see if anybody's there and then we can all make our way in. I guess that wouldn't be unexpected for Pepper Anson if she's used to ships sailing in and then the seaborne vampires swimming away. She maybe wouldn't think twice about even if she sensed something in the water. That's true. The rest of us can just stay as close as possible near the mouth of the cave in case things do go sideways. Yeah. Man, this is so high stakes for what is a recon mission. Yes, this is very tense. Thank you, Casal. He nods. All right, let's go with sending one person in. Even if it does start to go sideways, that's at least an opportunity for us to figure out what type of vampire she is before the fight starts. Like, does she drink Megan's blood or, like, feed off of her emotional... (laughs) (laughs) Do we know how far we are from the cave? Not far. It's just around the bend. Okay, so how close do we want to get before I head in? Let's all move up to the mouth of the cave together and then just have you swim in from there. What are we doing with Casal? Is he coming with us? Is he just in it now? Well, we could tie him up, put him below deck on the ship. Can I give him a taste of his own medicine? Like on the ship, but leaving the ship here for now so we can come back to him if we need to? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we've got multiple crews worth of people to keep an eye on him. Hopefully two crews of awake and awares people against a vampire who has already been bound and whatever. It seems like a more fair fight. Yeah. I feel like I would want to talk to the crew of the Lizard King as well and just kind of like understand that, you know, this vampire showed up and like killed their captain and their their other crewmate but like the importance of being able to have somebody we can ask questions about what's going on and how dangerous this all is like i imagine they would want revenge but that's not something that we can really afford at the moment yeah and like tying them up in a place where basically they're back to a post with essentially a tourniquet around their neck and someone manning the stick on the back side of that post because humans versus a vampire even in a good situation is not bad or even in a good bad anyway it's not great a lot of them could die yeah and he could still escape so let's set him up so that he's moments from death if he acts up okay that's what i was looking for i was looking for something that might be considered a bargaining chip here because Mm -hmm. i think in even bringing this subject up you all understand instantly that if you leave this guy here they're gonna kill him Right. These are essentially pirates. These are Viking pirates. And this guy just killed their captain and another crewmate. So if you're going to spin it with just because he's tied up doesn't mean you can just kill him. He's still strong. You could still die. Seems like that incentive that might stay their hands. So it was Landara that brought that up. I think Landara is going to need to roll a parley for me. Is that polish? Yeah. Sure is. Perfect. 11. 
Yay. Then you get a bond with the crew of the Lizard King because you were certainly forthright in this conversation about the reality here. And uh, I think that sunk in. And so they are not happy about it, but they'll go with it. All right. Let's begin our recon mission. All right. So you all make your way down the shore and uh, around the the turn of this island. And ahead, you see another little bay uh, where it gets very rocky and up to a hill. And below that, into the bay, a big cavern opens. It's actually many. Um, there are probably a dozen entrances, but only one that is big enough for a ship uh, of the size of the Lizard King. So... How are you posting up here? There's certainly areas to like go up and be on top of the cave. You can just be on the beach below it. This is not exactly a jungle, but it is certainly wooded. There's some foliage, palm trees and whatnot. Uh, before we go, I'm going to ask any crewman if I can have their gun for now, please. Yep, that makes sense. Thank God. Being on top of the cave sounds rad. I'll do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Because then, you know, I might swing in on a vine and rescue Megan if she gets into trouble. Hell yeah. I'll take the far side of the cave because yeah. I'm small and likely to be better undetected getting yes. across to there. Yeah, yeah, and I'll take the close side to the cave, like on the lip on the outside. All right, Megan, so putting on the ring and making your way under. Yep. All right, go ahead and roll a break in. Seven. You choose one, and so do I. Uh, I will mark a trouble. All right, what are we thinking for a trouble for you here? How about something like like isolated? Like, I'm, I'm going off on my own, and that's kind of been, like, a thing that has come up with the hallucinations earlier and, like, that fear of kind of, like, not having someone with me to have my back. I was on my own for a long time. But that was mostly, like, doing research and stuff. And then ever since I've gotten into, like, the actual action of doing something, I've always had, you know, somebody with me. Okay, so how do you think this affects you? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would be, like you know, a, a minus to a stat or like some kind of condition. Um, could it be being compelled to seek like a group of people, like to flee, to no longer be isolated? Oh, I like that. Okay. Um, so I think the clear on this is, is actually pretty simple. Once you rejoin a group, it will go away. Um, so you will have that for the duration of your break in here, so to speak. <laughs> Any group? Uh oh. Any group, neutral or better. Okay. We see her swim out and join that pod of dolphins. <laughs> yeah, Megan joins a school of fish. Yep, yep. And I have something selected from the list as well. So you make your way in and you realize how, how deep this is. Not like, you know, you can't see the bottom deep or anything like that, but certainly um, deep enough for big ships to get through. And you're discovering all of these offshoots as you make your way. You know, there is kind of a, a singular tunnel that seems to be staying at the level of, of height and width that would allow these ships. Are you continuing on that to see where it ends? Are you checking any of the offshoots? No, I think I'm, I'm following whatever seems to be the path that a ship would take in here. Like if, if there's like a little offshoot that's like, oh, there might be something down here. That's probably not where a ship's going to end up. So I'm, I'm just trying to get information right now. So as you make your way, of course, you're noticing wildlife down here, just fish and, and crabs and things crawling around. But you can tell ahead that there is kind of a bigger opening, like it gets very dark, as if this is going to widen out into uh, a bigger area. But before you quite get up to that, suddenly a little form swims in front of your face. It's a little seahorse. 
It's got these purple and blue iridescent scales, and its little crest along its head and back is this silver white, and it's bobbing in front of your face, like back and forth. Oh, hi. It gives you a little nod. Can I help you? It gives you a little nod. What do you need help with? It's little fins, like it turns to the side, and it like gestures in a follow me fashion. Yeah, I'm going to fall. Does it have fangs? Little tiny tiny vampire fangs. No, no fangs. (laughs) Seahorses are so cute. If that happened, I would just let it happen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what is it? Where is it going? It is uh, actually turning and going towards one of these little offshoots. Like there's a ton of them as you go. So not quite the opposite direction, but kind of a hard left uh, into a little offshoot tunnel um, that seems to kind of go back the way you'd come. And it seems urgent, like it is just darting back in front of your face and with any hesitation and gesturing and swimming towards that little opening again. Man, okay. And yeah, I follow it. Uh, You follow it through this little tunnel and um, it kind of opens up to where there is more open air here too in this little side tunnel. And it actually gets to where it is shallow enough that you can't swim anymore. Um, You know, it's maybe knee deep, and so the the seahorse is fine, but it's still gesturing for you to follow. Yeah, I'll stand up when I get up out of the water. Okay. It turns around to face you, and you see a little glow in the water around it, and suddenly it shifts and grows. And standing in front of you, aside from the iridescent scales, is the picture image of Kim. (gasps) Oh my god! The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, Maria Kennedy from Hero Trackers here to tell you about a special report we've been working on at Hero Track Media. With the help of my producer Shayna, we are going to reveal the life story of a mysterious hero that as far as we can tell, has never been covered by a media outlet before. Subscribe to this podcast feed to learn more about this hero and the strange circumstances surrounding their life and career, and how they might be connected to your favorite heroes. Coming soon from Hero Track Media, Vigil. Vigil, Season 1, an audio fiction superhero thriller in 10 parts from All In Productions. Featuring Haley Sanfilippo as Maria Kennedy and Adam Kudashat as Vigil. Subscribe or follow to make sure you're the first to know about Vigil. Vigil.